ground, Handles will come and make you an offer and haul it away before it just becomes part of the earth forever. Hando's Service Center, located on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. Imagine standing on the summit of a remote peak, the sun coming over the horizon, or hiking to your favorite mountain lake, breathing fresh mountain air, or walking through a park on a sunny day. Exercise and recreation enliven the soul. Glazed and Confused is proud to partner with Colony Cleanup to introduce Sweet Peaks, a campaign to get a donut to the top of highest point in every state. Why? Because we think it's cool. And it's our mission to encourage healthy living and healthy families. Because we love hiking, love donuts, and we want the world to know. Visit Glazed and Confused on Facebook to learn more. Hi, everybody. Trevor Jackson back with you as we have a special live doubleheader in football playoff action for you on Friday. The Bighorn Rams and Sheridan Bronx playing in the football semifinals, and we'll have all the action live. In Bighorn, the Rams will host Lyman, and that game will kick off at noon. For the Bronx, they'll take on the Thunder Basin Bolts at Homer Scott Stadium. That game will kick off at 6 o'clock. You can hear both games live on KWYO 1410 AM and 106.9 FM. Where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of $100,000, eat and drink lots of deliciousness, and learn about the newest startups in Sheridan County? The Wyo Theater, that's where. Jessica Madden here from Impact 307 announcing that the Sheridan Startup Challenge Pitch Night will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premiere event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. Hey Sheridan, this is Brad Walden with the MV Mind Health Nonprofit reminding you to reserve your spot at the Galley event following the Veterans Day Monster Mash. An impossible 211-mile journey for former Navy SEALs, special forces, and professional athletes will undertake. All proceeds go to treat TBI and PTSD for first responders and veterans. You can make a difference by attending the gala Saturday, November 11th at the Sheridan Inn. 200 per ticket or 1500 per table of eight. Call me, Brad Walden, 307-461-0416 to reserve your spot. Get ready to go deep into the stuff of which snowy dreams are made with Warren Miller's All Time. 7 p.m. Saturday, November 11th at Sheridan's Y.O. Theater. Celebrate the birth of ski towns like Sun Valley and Aspen, icons and originators like the original Hot Doggers, and the most outlandish locations ever skied. Then catch up with Maine's finest athlete of today, Donnie Pelletier, and meet the next generation at Woodward Park City. Get tickets today at yotheater.com. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. Brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. I am joined by Sheridan Community Land Trust Operations Manager, Beth. Lawrence, Recreation Program Manager, Jared Honing, and Director of Marketing and Development, Mr. Chris Verba. Good morning, SCLT. How are you guys doing? Ooh, <laughs> it is spooky Floyd morning here in the Big Horns. We've got a seasonally appropriate snow on the ground, and and we have our spooky staff today too tell me about this spooky so we staff. have we have jared koenig the barbarian <laughs> we have booth lawrence and the scariest thing you can imagine 
Just plain old Chris Verba. Just plain old Chris Verba. I like that. That last part there. (laughs) You look like a werewolf. How about that? Well, we have been having the full moon. It still might be out (laughs) right now. So uh, I think it looks great. I I, love it. You look like Kurt Russell in The Thing. I have not seen The Thing. Really? No. You've got to see The Thing, Chris. No, I mean, like, if it ain't pro wrestling, I probably (laughs) haven't seen it. But, you know, last night I was watching the Chamber of Horrors match from Halloween Havoc 1991. They electrocuted Abdullah the Butcher. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I uh, I imagine it's it's uh, pretty good pretty good to watch. I would suggest you to go home tonight, watch the thing. Totally worth it. How have things been down at uh, the the land trust? It's been busy. Has I it? mean, like so, it's always busy, right? You know, there's always so many fantastic ways to connect people to nature and the outdoors, preserve local history, uh, and conserve what we love here in Sheridan County and you know, thankfully, through community support, we've had some fantastic opportunities to do all of those things. Uh, you know, specifically here uh, this fall, we have officially opened our newest community trail. Which was one reason why I wanted to get you in here, because this was something that I think we brought up before. I think you were in the middle of creating that trail, uh, weren't you, Jared, last time you and I talked? Yep, it was still in construction the last time we talked, and uh, there's still a few improvements that we need to make, but that, that trail is good to go. You can get out and put your foot on it right now. How how long, Jared, will you work on this trail through the year? Are, are you going to continue on, or is, because the snow has flown, you're, you're kind of done for the year? Well, most of our most of our maintenance is going to be done for the year, but uh, this, this season, who knows what's going to happen. It could be pretty warm this fall it could get really cold really quick and then the ground gets really frozen but uh, we'll see how things go but most of the most of the maintenance and work on the trail is going to continue next summer i figured that uh, once the ground kind of gets a certain uh, temperature you can't really do too much with it can you yeah we get into that that mud season that transitional season in the fall and in the spring where we've got we've got some snow on the ground maybe it's some rain depending on the years but uh, the ground isn't thawed out enough to uh, dry up or it isn't frozen enough to not be muddy so there's those transitional times when the the trail can take a little bit more damage but we expect that every year now moving over here to beth welcome to the show uh now um real quick trevor uh, I think her microphone is off, brother. <clears throat> um, so, first off, Beth, how long have you been with the Land Trust? Since September. Now, w- w- uh, let's let's go ahead and switch this mic out. Right? Use use his. I don't know why that one's not working. All right. So you've been there since September. Yes. What inspired you to work? the land trust yeah so this summer i had the opportunity to do some volunteering on double eagle trail which jared was just talking about so that was fun to get to do that and um you know just always resonated with the mission and the values of the land trust so excited to be there so you were a volunteer first Mm, yes Uh, when did you hear about an opening oh it was probably late summer and you just said, this is what I want to do. Yep. Just felt called to check so, it out. So as operations manager, what are your duties? Yeah. So it's just 
the, everything from the day to day of keeping the wheels turning with administration and operation. And then also I'm going to get the opportunity to engage with the public in our upcoming discovery sessions, which we'll be offering. Oh, so you'll actually be participating in uh, like the programs off to the side. Right. Yep. I'll get to help coordinate those. Oh, those are fantastic. Yes. Uh, those are really popular throughout the community. Uh, explore history is, is a huge one. And those discovery sessions I've heard, you know, they offer all kinds of stuff. We'll, we'll talk at length about those in a little bit. When you jumped into the position, was there anything that you were kind of hoping to accomplish with this? You know, I think with um, the, the ongoing work that the Land Trust has been able to accomplish, I've just been excited to participate in that um, and just kind of help continue carrying out, connecting people with land and history and the nature that we all love here in our area. Are you from around this area, Beth? Not originally, but I've been here longest I've ever lived anywhere, so <laughs> this is home. It's, right. your, it's your chosen home. That's it's right. your chosen right. home. That's, That's right. right. Now, over here to Jared, what are the recreation program manager's duties? Uh, I know that you're out there working on the trails, actually building, maintaining. Is there anything else that, that comes with that? Yeah, so there's obviously there's the, the simple stuff like taking a a shovel or a rake or a pigmatic out on the trail and, and fixing some stuff. But there's also all of the background things that go on behind, uh, you know, behind trail creation or just trail maintenance. I'm out there assessing the trails, seeing what needs to be fixed. What can we do to improve the trails? And, uh, you know, just, I'm always getting blindsided by text messages about down trees that they need to go chainsaw out of the way or, or, uh, you know, a, a puddle that's formed somewhere, you know, so there's all the small maintenance issues, but then there's also the, the background of, uh, you know, going out and flagging out a new trail. We've got some trail that's been approved up in the forest that uh, that we're continuing to build out and uh, going up and flagging that out, checking the grade on it, making sure that we can build a really fun and sustainable trail. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of outside activity and, a little, you know, a bit of on the computer, looking at maps and whatnot. And, uh, but it's, uh, it's, there's a lot to it, and you can kind of think of it like, the Department of Trails, a lot like the Department of Transportation. You know, I've got to go out and, and check the trails and make sure they're working for everybody. Now, when it comes to flagging, say, like the double eagle, uh, when we were sitting down deciding, you know, it's going to go this way, it's going to go up this, down that, how do you really do that and kind of keep it, I don't know what the word would be, like a moderate skill level? Well, uh, so when I go out to to put in a new trail, there are two things that I'm always looking at, <clears throat> and it's sustainability. One of our biggest problems and our biggest obstacles is water. Water's always going to be a uh, trouble problem on our trails. But then the other thing is fun. We want a fun trail, a trail that's enjoyable. We want something that people remember when they're using it. And so we've got to try to hit both of those things. You can't get a perfect trail that's really fun and enjoyable that's perfectly sustainable so you have to meet somewhere in the middle and uh, you know shoot for what's going to be the most enjoyable but then also what isn't going to take too much of the community's resources to maintain this trail as we go forward hey jared how do you make that trail and kind of building off what floyd said how do you make it so if someone like me a fat man from the flatlands doesn't get wholly gassed out 
while I'm out on the trail, so I want to come back and keep using it. Well, there's a couple of tools that I use out there when I'm when I'm flagging out a trail, and one of the tools is called a clinometer, and it tells me the grade of the section that I'm working on from a, one point to another, so I can tell whether or not I'm making this section extra steep or extra not steep, flat, and this is really helpful when it when you're standing on the side slope and it's hard to tell grade, um, you know, just just by eye at that time. Now, I haven't been out on a lot of our trails. Are there any sections where we have created those steps like we see in national parks sometimes that the grade's just too dang much? So I wouldn't say there's places where the grade's just too dang much. Most of these trails are designed to allow bikes to be on them, but we do have a trail up on Red Grade Trail, uh, specifically out of Bear Gulch, uh, east uh out of the bear gulch east trailhead called the cliffhanger trail and the cliffhanger trail is actually uh cut into some rocks and spots so you hike you use the existing stone that's there to hop up and clamber up uh in fact uh when you go through one section of it you will actually find a fossil that is on the rock that is the trail you are walking across and it's uh for those of y'all uh who haven't been out on cliffhanger uh this is a as you're driving along red grade and you can see those old limestone outcroppings that go up and form kind of your top at red grade if you're on the side looking out to the valley uh you work your way up to those and then you climb around them and not climb in the sense of Yeah, I'm not climbing, (laughs) but the trail then, you get all the way up. It takes you into, like, this little hidden meadow up top and then walks you out to the edge of the rock, and you get this absolutely gorgeous view deep into Bear Gulch, so you can really see that anticline out there. And during wildflower season, and, and this year was such a fantastic year for it, you know, both that lower meadow and then that upper hidden meadow were just absolutely filled with wildflowers. It's absolutely gorgeous. And so, like, the real cool part about it is you can take that cliffhanger trail, and it's about a mile and a quarter total loop to get back to the parking lot. And so while you might be doing some stairs, I had my family out here this summer in June out there, and my little niece Caroline, who just turned four in July, was up there going through them. Uh, I had my mom out here in September and we went on the same, we went on cliffhanger again because I knew that was a perfect place to take someone who couldn't, you know, some of us are like trail mules. I'm not one of them. You know, I'm, I'm, I've done a little bit of distance, but I'm not somebody who's going, man, I'm going out for a 10 mile hike today. The next eight hours, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'll go out a ways if it takes me to fish, but I'm going to fish. I'm not going to hike. (laughs) But my mom wanted to see these trails and wanted to be on the mountain, but she's also got really bad knees, like really bad arthritic knees because that's just how her knees are. And this was a trail I knew she was capable of doing. The, the embankments aren't too steep. The stairs aren't too bad. She wasn't super thrilled with them initially. Um, but after doing a couple, it wasn't too big of a deal for her. So it wasn't, but, it wasn't too challenging. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's, a, you know, it's the type of trail that, and it's at just the right distance. You know, She wouldn't have wanted to do that um, 
all day long. But in this case, you're able to go out, connect with nature in the outdoors, see some absolutely incredible views. And, you know, it, 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 just about every ability level, you have an option to be able to go out there and enjoy that trail. Where is this new Double Eagle Trail, Jared? The new Double Eagle Trail, the trailhead is actually on the Kendrick Golf Course property, and it is at a new red gravel parking lot that is next to the cart barn there at the end of the driving range. So you can park there and walk around the end of the driving range and get on the, to the trail. Right now, the uh, unfortunately, the golf course is closed for the season. Uh, you know, it is wintertime. Apparently, it's not too fun to golf in snow, I guess. But uh, you can still park out at the entrance gate to the the golf course there. Just don't block the gate if you do park there. But you can still get out onto the onto the new trail and enjoy it, even though the course is closed. How long is that trail? Uh, in total, it's about two point. Two miles if you go and do an out and back loop from the from the trailhead there and actual trail mileage that was put in was about 1.8 miles now I gotta I gotta take a quick commercial break but if you if if you were to give me just a quick synopsis of how we prepare our trails for winter because there are there steps that you have to take to get these things ready uh, well, it's a bit of public education. You know, these are our trails, and, you know, we all do our part to make sure that they stay in great condition. So, you know, if we all make sure we don't leave deep tracks in the mud when we go out, that way when we do go to fix those later on, it doesn't take too much effort. So part of getting the trails ready for winter is making sure that the public is ready for winter. Yeah, and that is something that I've spoken with Chris about uh, extensively, usually in the spring, about uh, individuals getting up there and, and making sure that if there is a large hole, uh, muddy puddle, you don't uh, you know, create these large ruts through it because uh, those are pretty hard for folks to walk on once they get all dried out. On that, I got to take a quick commercial break. I'm going to have more with the Sheridan Community Land Trust when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the YMCA youth programs are receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Remember when your mom used to say, don't break your arm, patting yourself on the back? Well, if you ignored her and broke your arm, then the Health Nut is the place for you to get all healthy again. Every inch of the Health Nut can make you feel better about yourself. The soup, sandwich, and salad bar, and smoothie so good you'll forget you even got a broke arm. Remember how your mom used to say you'd forget your head if it wasn't glued on? Well, we can't fix that but most everything else at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Ladies, you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Hunt and Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. This episode, my coworker Mallory Smith and I discuss our experience learning to hunt, and she shares all the ups and downs of her first successful Wyoming elk hunt. 
I Want to Do That is sponsored by Can-Am and will be available wherever you get your podcast. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty, and let's talk about 343 North Main Street, an updated restaurant building with kitchen on the main street of Buffalo, Wyoming. High visibility with inside and outside dining, covered patio for summertime dining, and a large detached garage with two standard garage doors area for storage. The commercial kitchen is with the building. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner, open seven days a week. Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting in this Halloween morning. We are speaking with Sheridan Community Land Trust Operations Manager Beth Lawrence, Recreation Program Manager Jared Koning, and the Director of Marketing and Development, Mr. Chris Verba. The Sheridan Community Land Trust Discovery Sessions give residents an opportunity to learn, and try new things revolving around the area in which we live and play. One that I really enjoy uh, promoting are the bike sessions. Um, you know, being able to take your little one out there and get some tips, hints, and tricks when it comes to trail riding is uh, absolutely vital in this area, and it's a great way to take advantage of where we live. So we've got an upcoming discovery session the history on Soldier Ridge Trail. Who can tell me a little bit about this? Yeah, so our next discovery session is going to be this Saturday, November 4th. We will be meeting at the trailhead of the Soldier Ridge Trail. It's going to be a walking tour, and we are going to be discussing history of the area. We have seven different stories to share, so folks can meet us up there this Saturday the 4th at 1030 at the trailhead. Dress for weather, bring hot chocolate if you'd like. It's probably recommended at this point, folks. Uh, lots of thermoses you can get a hold of, but uh, you don't want to be walking out there and have the storm coming. It's, uh, you know, follow in the footsteps of footsteps, hoof prints, and stagecoach tracks of history, Floyd. Are there actual tracks up there, Chris? Do, well, to your I knowledge. mean, you know, sometimes I wind up leaving a track or two when I'm up well, there. Well, I, but... <laughs> I mean, like from the old stage. Because I know uh, my father took me to a, a pretty secret location once when I was a little boy and showed me the ruts from the Oregon Trail that uh, were pretty protected. Um, and, and very few people knew where they were at. But boy, they were absolutely amazing to see. You know, I don't, I am not aware of any stagecoach tracks that are out on the land. Someone may 
No, uh, you know, know again yeah. that secret yeah, location I, yeah. idea. Well, right? no, no. I mean, like they they might go. No, actually, there are out there if you go out to a certain spot, right? But that's not necessary. They're certainly not on the trail itself and out on that land. Uh, only the trail is accessible to the public. You know, that's thanks to uh, some fantastic owners who had the vision to share that land with the community uh, through the trail uh, while also still conserving it so that, you know, it's still active working ranch right there on the edge of town. So, like, all around amazing stuff. But it's also at, you know, the center of some local history too. So when, when I say stagecoach tracks of history – you know, the original stage line here in Sheridan County ran along 5th Street and went out up to, and this is where um, there was a bridge crossing uh, midway kind of between Ranchester and Dayton. And this is where, like, boy, I don't have the exacts in front of me, so I don't, you know, I don't want to tell you exactly what it was, but there was like a different name out there for it. And I'm, I'm forgetting yeah. that name off the top of my head because I haven't, had to be working in it for a little while. And, and, you know, I'm I'm certainly not our history guy. Our history person is Kevin Knapp, and he's fantastic, and he'll be helping lead this discovery session here um, on Saturday. And he's also working on a whole bunch of other tours right now. You know, he's uh, – I believe he's got the locations all finalized for the Iron Riders tour, so stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, that'll be launching – believe in june or july tentatively but it'll be another audio tour uh that focuses on the history of the iron riders and really finding creative ways to tell that story because that's such a that's such a cool one those those were the buffalo soldiers who did the bicycle experiment where they rode from uh, fort missoula i believe it was fort missoula down to st louis but anyway really long ride right and all the way across sheridan county in the process so just so much cool history Absolutely. Beth, how long does it take to really set one of these discovery sessions up and get it all organized? Well, as Chris shared, Kevin Knapp, our history program manager, is going to be essentially leading this one. So we're fortunate that he kind of has that all mapped out. Um, We also have this tour on the Travel Stories app. People can also do a self-guided tour that way, but we're going to provide an interactive experience for people to come and take the tour in person. Now, if you didn't have NAP, I mean, is it kind of your job to find someone to guide these things? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You do a lot of calling around for at the college and stuff like that. Right. (laughs) Well, and you're uh, like in the early stages right now of lining up the uh, avalanche uh training workshop this yes. February. Right? Oh, wow. So, yeah, that one's always super important. And one that takes a lot of legwork to mm-hmm. uh, put together because it involves getting trainers out of the uh, Bridger Teton Avalanche Center and, and, you know, finding times that will work here with their trainers. Also, uh, with Sheridan College for a venue uh, and, you know, also having the opportunity to utilize uh, some Antelope Buttes area up there, which, hey, Talk about having snow coming in being fantastic for uh, winter recreation. Absolutely. And tell me about the upcoming Explore History uh, that we've got going. Yeah, so that's coming up here in November. Uh, so, you know, we're after spending a summer and a lot of a fall outside doing tours, uh, you know, the weather kind of dictates we come back indoors uh, with Explore History. So, on Tuesday, November 14th, we'll be at the Hub. And then the following Tuesday, 
on Tuesday, November 21st. Uh, we'll be at the TRVCC in Dayton. Both of these are going to be 10 to 11.30 a.m. And the featured program is going to be The Battle Where the Girl Saved Her Brother or The Rosebud Battle. The and, Rosebud Battle. And uh, Kevin will be leading that along with uh, Dana Prather, uh, who was a former museum director here in the community. And they're going to be walking people through both the history of that battle uh, from multiple perspectives, uh, as well as providing, as Kevin communicated to me, some updates on kind of as knowledge uh, and as the history uh, of how those battles unfolded uh, gets updated with new archaeological information and just new info, uh, just kind of making the story of that battle more accurate from all perspectives, right? You know, a lot of so, people, <clears throat> I, I, I think the historians argue that this was definitely a crazy horse victory, uh, the Rosebud battle. Um, I think it was General Crook, and I, I'm just, I'm, I should probably not even talk about it because I'm reaching out of my memory, and Lord knows that's not exactly the best box to reach out of, but I think it was a, a crazy horse victory. Uh, if you want to know for sure, folks, make sure that you head on down and uh, attend one of these Explore Histories. This is one of SCLT's most successful programs, and all the information that's given is usually thorough, uh, it's well-researched, and it's presented in a way that is entertaining yep. as well. Uh, and one thing that I absolutely love about Explore History is it's also very, uh, it involves participation. If, if you happen to know a little bit about the conversation that's going on, then you can add to it. And it seems more of like a, a, a real community feel to this, as opposed to just a presentation of information and dates. Uh, and those kind of conversations have always fascinated me and, and tend to keep my interest a lot more than just kind of a class, you know? Uh, well, like, no one wants to be lectured at. You know, people, uh, people want to learn, people want to engage, people want to share. And, and, like, so the cool part about it is because, like, when you talk about something like the battle where the girl saved her brother, you know, there's so many still ongoing local ties to that battle. Uh, and so there are ways people can engage stories. They've heard about it, you know, maybe from a family member, uh, you know, say especially, you know, the, the, the connection to that period of history is so very alive still here in our community because, you know, it's only a few generations ago. So, you know, we have a lot of folks still in our community who got to know people who participated or were alive for that type of history, right? And so, like, so much of these Explore History programs is also having the opportunity to be able to share that history, remember it, and reflect on it where people can talk with each other and share those experiences because, as we like to say, you know, with Sheridan Community Land Trust, we are preserving the stories of our past today so that they're not forgotten tomorrow. And along with preserving those stories, we're telling them in a very active way. Absolutely. And, and that's really what makes history so important, right? And I think that's one of the, the really unique parts about the Explore History. The community part of that is really emphasized during those lectures. 
and I think they're great. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming in this morning, keeping us informed on what's going on with our shared and community land trust. It's always a pleasure, my friends. Yeah, and, and if you didn't hear the times for the programs or need to reference them, visit our website, Sheridan CLT, like communitylandtrust.org. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the YMCA youth programs are receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Hi, this is Jill Bates. And this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. You may have seen our new billboard driving south on caffeine with myself and Colton's smiling faces. What it also has are some kind words from our clients' reviews, and they're the very things we take pride in delivering at Best. The best quality, service, and whatever it takes attitude is the standard we set for our work in real estate. The red sign on our clients' properties means more than a transaction. It's relationship with our clients who deserve the absolute best. We love what we do and are passionate about it, so if you're looking to buy or sell real estate, our team is here to put our best foot forward for you. Give us a call today at 675-BEST and visit bestwy.net. By EXP. Dugard Construction is Sheridan's premier builder, not only for new construction, but also remodeled jobs of any size. Whether you are needing one room redone or the whole home, Dugard Construction can make your vision come true. Go to dugard.co, that's D-A-U-G-A-A-R-D.co today. Click on the projects link and check out some photos of their outstanding work. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner, open seven days a week. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application. Ladies, you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. This episode, my coworker Mallory Smith and I discuss our experience learning to hunt, and she shares all the ups and downs of her first successful Wyoming elk hunt. I Want to Do That is sponsored by Can-Am and will be available wherever you get your podcast. Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there and First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Second Chance Sheridan Cat Rescue. Their mission is to rescue and rehabilitate special needs cats to provide free and low-cost spay and neuter services to the community and assist people who need help keeping their pets during difficult life situations. 
The Rescue has an adoption special for the rest of the year. And for my second part this morning, I am joined by Second Chance Cat Rescue board member and volunteer, Claire Duder. Good morning, Claire, and welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, uh, I often speak with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter. Currently, they have many, many cats. Yes. Uh, they're kind of overflowing over there. Um, is, is Second Chance kind of seeing that influx as well? We do have quite a few cats at the moment. That is something that's happening everywhere. So right now, that means donations are especially important for us, and getting those adoption rates up is is also really important. Because even though you guys specialize in special needs cats, mm-hmm. uh, which we can talk about a little bit and what really dictates that, you also just get regular cats off the street, right? Like right. people just turning them in. Do you guys get a lot of strays? We do. We do get quite a few strays. Um, this year so far, we have had up to date uh, 114 stray cats brought in. And out of those 10, we've been, I've been able to identify the owners for, and then we can return them to their owners. But yeah, the vast majority we end up keeping. How long have you been volunteering down there? Just a little over one year now. And, and what really brought you to the, to the rescue? I just love cats <laughs> and I already have cats at home. Um, but I just wanted a way to get involved with the community. I wanted to meet people and I wanted to just have fun and going to the rescue and petting cats is just fun for me. <laughs> yeah. And so I've gotten more and more involved. I, I volunteer at least once a week and then I've also joined the, the board as well. Now, when it comes to, to volunteers, what's the kind of duties that, that you're given when you first start off? A lot of it is cleaning, generally cleaning or feeding and filling up water bowls. So it's uh, pretty easy. It's pretty easy to get involved. And along the way, you get to pet cats and you get <laughs> yeah. to choose your favorites and get bonded with them. So, um, yeah, it's pretty laid back and, and really easy to get involved. We have two cats at home, my wife and I. Uh, one one is hers. He's the male. He's, he's about 14, 15 years old. He's getting up oh, there in yeah. years. He's an absolute saint. Uh, and I have the female, what we call trash kitty that, uh, <laughs> was discovered on the streets of Cheyenne years and years yeah. ago. I ended up with her and I honestly think that she's, uh, she's my way into heaven. Yeah. Um, evil does exist and it exists in cat form. Uh, <laughs> but I do take care of her. So once, once you started working for the shelter or excuse me for the rescue, it's all kind of cleaning duties at first. You get you get some time to spend with the cats. Um, do those duties change as as you're there longer? You're given more responsibilities, or is that kind of left for the staff? The staff does cover, you know, everything that needs to be covered, and then volunteers are just kind of we're there to help out and stuff. But um, we do have staff that are there to deal with the the medical needs. Things like that, volunteers don't do quite as much. Um, So it's really to, the way I look at my role as a volunteer is to kind of relieve some duties from the staff. You know, they work really hard. It's no biggie for me to go in and scoop some litter. Um, But I will say the more I'm there, the more I'm able to identify the needs of the rescue. And I can kind of go above and beyond on some days, say there needs to be um, so donations that need to be put away and some things that need to be organized, 
I can do that as well. So it's not all just one routine. Now, how many individuals sit on the board for the rescue? Right now, we're in flux a little bit because we have elections coming up. Um, I can't remember the exact number right now, as I should, because I'm no, on the okay. board. Yeah. We recently changed the numbers. Well, yeah, but I mean, lost. it changes. It's like yeah. 10 or so, yeah. yeah. And what are your primary duties there? I mean, you get the... A lot of people think, okay, board member, well, you're voting on mostly financials. Uh, yeah. Is that kind of the the way it is? or? Yeah, we definitely do financials. The main goal is to keep the organization running, financially healthy, make sure that we have the capacity to um, keep pursuing our mission. And we also have a fundraising committee. And so we do have some board members that get together and we organize events and ways to uh, raise money and also just ways to get out in the community, make sure people know our name and, and recognize who we are. Like you're doing right now? Yeah, yeah, like we're doing <laughs> right now. And we have some other events coming up in the month of November as well. What do you have coming up? So we have a Painting for Paws event at the Paint Post. That's going to be Wednesday, November 15th at 6.30. And you can sign up at the Paint Post website. And... That will be fun. It'll be an event where the staff at the Paint Post will teach you how to paint a picture of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong. I, I, I love having uh, cats on, on the walls. Yeah, we've got paintings of cats on the walls. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that'll be really fun. And then we also have an event at Petco on Saturday, November 11th, starting at 11 a.m. And we call we call it fill the trunk, but we're basically just looking for donations. When you're shopping around Petco, if you could just buy an extra bag of cat food and okay. then you can donate it to us right there on the spot. That's what we're looking for. Is it primarily cat food? or I mean, do you guys have enough toys, enough blankets, enough beds? We could always use more supplies. We have a list of priorities, but cat food is always at the top. Yeah. We definitely go through a lot of cat food. Uh, cleaning supplies for sure is always a need as well. And then it's always fun to get more toys for the cats, too. Now, do you guys, uh, and and you may know this, you may not, do you use a specific type of food? Uh, I know my wife is very specific when it comes to what we feed the cats, what we feed the dogs, and I'm very specific about the type of litter that we use. Uh, I'm not big on having it tracked through the house, so right. I use something very specific that prevents that. What are you guys using down at the shelter, or excuse me, at the rescue? Is it kind of one of those situations where it's like, hey, we take what we can get and we'll make do? Or is it, you know, more specific than that? We do have more specific food recommendations. A lot of times when we have a lot of kittens, we need a lot of kitten food because they will go through that really fast. And for the adult cats, we generally stick to Perino 1, sensitive systems or senior food. So that's what we really look for. As far as cat litter goes, we actually have a consistent donor that gives cat litter called the world's best cat litter. Oh. So we are covered on that, which is great. Um, but there are times where sometimes we do need to fill the gaps if the donor can't get that to us enough. Um, and yeah, all of our, our wish lists are on our website as well too. Now, when it comes to adopting from the rescue, what's included in that? Vaccines? Uh, chip, things like that? Yeah, yeah. Your cat will be all good to go when you adopt from us. We have a vet. We have technicians on site. We make sure the cat is 
all up to date on shots, all healthy, microchipped, ready to go. And microchips are really important because when you have a chip in your cat, if your cat gets lost, a vet or another rescue is able to scan them and they can actually find your contact information through a registered chip. So not only do we offer that service for the cats we adopt out, but if people want to come in with their cat for just 10 bucks, we'll microchip your cat oh, really? and register them. Yeah. Wow. So if I ended up getting a cat from somebody and I don't know if it's chipped or not, you guys also have a reader down there and you can tell me right. if it's chipped. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine we could change that information if I needed. Yeah. You can update uh, ownership, contact information, all that. Yeah. Now, I promised to talk about this. Uh, the rescue has an adoption special, and this is going to be going for the rest of the year. Can you tell me about this? Correct. Yes. For both November and December, we have an adoption special called Home for the Holidays. And we have reduced adoption prices, which is great. It's $25 per cat or two for 40 And any senior cat who's over 10 years old is only $10. So. Wow. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> now, I th- what do they call a senior dog? Is it, I think it's anything older than seven. What about a cat? We are calling them 10 and older for the special, but it does vary sometimes. You will see some senior cat food that says eight and up. Yeah. It's kind of within that range. And um, no matter how old they are, they are very sweet, awesome cats. They often get overlooked, and that's why... We really, really want people to give them a chance. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we got a senior cat at home, and uh, the bed is pretty much his domain. Yes. He doesn't. He doesn't wander <laughs> too far from the bed. He likes to go and sit in in the tub at five o'clock in the morning and <laughs> yell at me for some reason. We're not sure what that's about. We're we're trying to get to the classic bottom of it. Cat. Uh, it's kind of classic cat behavior, isn't yeah. it? I don't need to worry about my alarm going off. I've got old Jasper screaming at me <laughs> now. Um, if if someone just wanted to go down and adopt a, a regular cat, what what do the fees look like uh, usually for those? Usually, it's still not too high. Um, we have so many adoption specials. I'm trying to remember our regular prices. <laughs> so when you arrive, just ask, what do you got going on? Yeah, I mean, just ask what specials we have because we usually have something going on, um, and we really try to keep our adoptions affordable, accessible. We're just, we're here to serve the community. And so long as we can help people and and we just really want people to be able to feel as though they can afford coming to us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to say COVID is thing of the past, but I do know that there was a lot of hardship during that time period. And I, I, I know of a lot of individuals who had to get rid of their animals because they had choices, hard, hard choices to make. And I want to be able to say that we're out of that and folks can go down and, and really get some great new animals, especially for the season, uh, without worrying too much. Um, but, you know, the cost of food is always going up. I played devil's advocate on the other side of this. Now, when it comes to uh, donations... You guys have the Second Chance Champions. Can you tell me about this group? Yes, that is a membership program where people can sign up and it's just automatic monthly donations for any amount that they choose. 
So it could be five bucks, 50 bucks, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. And that way they can consistently donate throughout the year. And that really, really helps us out. Like I said, we're always looking for more food, more cleaning supplies, and we really, really rely on donors. Now, is that pretty much how the the rescue is funded year round is, is through donations like that? Largely donations. We also apply for grants as well and a little bit of city funding as well. And I don't know all the specifics on that, um, but I know that there's always more to be done. Yeah. And so, you know, money is always, it's always going to be an issue, I think, for rescues like ours. And when you have such capacity issues, I mean, there's so many animals out there that need homes and we just, we're, we're no kill. We bring them in and we just serve them. And so it's, that costs money. And unfortunately it can be kind of tight sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we get kind of a combination of funding. And Clara, it's a very specific type of cat that the rescue is, is kind of, I, I guess I could say organized into taking care of your special needs cats. Mm-hmm. What, if you were to sit back and say, this is what I see the most as a volunteer who's been there for a while, what do you, what special need uh, within a cat do you see the most? Do you guys have the most? We have a combination. A lot of older cats will have kidney issues or diabetes. Um, some cats are actually paralyzed. And so they even need help going to the bathroom. But um, we're always just making sure that the cats have quality life. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're, we're no kill, but if it comes to a cat suffering, you know, we, we handle that and, um, you know, respectfully let them pass. But yeah, um, FIV too is, is another thing. And it's, you, with all the special needs cats, you get just a, a whole host of characters, which kind of brightens up the place too. Right, right. I mean, they, they may, you know, have a disability or something quote unquote wrong with them, but they're still going to have that personality oh, behind yeah. their eyes. Yeah. And you still end up falling in love with these little guys. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Claire, I want to thank you so much for coming in this morning, my friend. It was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, uh, you too. And you guys can come back anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much. <clears throat> You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, the YMCA youth programs are receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment, member FDIC. Let's talk about tires. Think about snowy, icy roads ahead. 
Now, think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale on brands like Cooper, Hankook, and Toyo going on this month. Buy three tires, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money is optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of $100,000, eat and drink lots of deliciousness, and learn about the newest startups in Sheridan County? The Wild Theater, that's where. Jessica Madden here from Impact 307 announcing that the Sheridan Startup Challenge Pitch Night will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premiere event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wild Theater November 1st. Have you been considering buying or selling real estate? My name is Callie Munsick and I was born and raised in Buffalo. I have years of experience working as a real estate marketing consultant. Let me take my knowledge and passion for real estate to help navigate you through your real estate transaction. Call me to discuss all of your options or check us out online at buffalorealtyllc.com. Callie at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Hey, it's Desperado Dave with the Sheridan Honda and Power Sports First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in the KROE studio this week. James, 59 points. Yeah, um, just bad year overall for me so far. <laughs> you almost Trevor. Ha- if you can believe it, we're almost halfway through. And so, 59 you, you know, for Trevor. Well, yeah, we're, we've both been not very hey, good. Wednesday morning, I make my picks Wednesday morning yeah. and I don't change them. I wait. It's called the sheet of integrity. Doesn't work for me. (laughs) Sheet. It's called sheet of integrity. I pick Wednesday and don't change it. That's why I never win. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, but same. I wait till Thursday and it's still the same thing. I mean, we're tied. So, what does it say for me? (laughs) Hey, it's Magic Melanie with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930.